everyone, this is Jamie Lee Mendoz, the flute expert on virtualsheetmusic.com. Uh, first of all, I'd like to apologize for the lighting uh, in this video. Uh, this is because of the wildfire that we have been experiencing in the northern Los Angeles area, um, which has been uh, burning for the past few days. Um, it has burned over 22,000 acres so far, um, threatening hundreds of homes. Um, I'm very thankful for the fire firefighters uh, um, who have been battling uh, to keep the fire from spreading anymore and uh, trying to contain it. Um, and I really hope it gets contained uh, very soon and I hope there wouldn't be any more loss. Um, anyhow, uh, today we're going to talk about uh, one of the most well-known pieces by um, George Frederick Handel. Um, the, the version that we have on virtualsheetmusic.com says uh, Largo as a title. And while uh, that, is, uh, that is the widely uh, used title for this particular piece, um, uh, the, the original title is Umbra My Two, um, which means uh, never was a shade. Uh, this is actually the opening aria from uh, Handel's opera uh, uh, Xerxes. And um, I'm sure a lot of you guys uh, know this piece um, uh, since uh, it, has, it has been used in various different uh, kinds of uh, movies and TV shows. Um, and uh, from also, I'm sure you've heard this piece from uh, different occasions as well. Uh, since uh, this piece uh, is a great piece to play um, at a wedding or uh, at a special occasion. Um, if you look at the music, um, then right off the bat, you'll uh, recognize, you'll notice that um, there are really not that many uh, high notes. Um, in fact, I can only see one third octave note, which is in the second to last measure, uh, which to be honest, um, I play octave lower uh, just to keep the same uh, atmosphere and nuance that this piece has uh, from the beginning to the end. Um, but uh, it's, you know, it's up to you. Uh, this is a transcription anyways. Um, uh, if you would like, uh, you can play this piece um, octave higher from the beginning. Um, I just personally think uh, this arrangement, this octave that is uh, written on virtualsheetmusic.com works very well uh, for this particular piece because um, uh, this is a very uh, solemn and somber uh, piece. Um, uh, if you look at the lyrics, uh, then you'll um, you'll be able to understand the the vibe even uh, even better. So I strongly encourage you to look that up on Google. Um, uh, and another reason uh, I think this arrangement uh, would be beneficial for you to at least try is because um, that way uh, we can really learn to play um, in tune and also uh, with a rich and very luscious and full tone in the middle and lower register, which is very difficult to do on the flute. Um, oftentimes uh, we, uh, we focus 
uh, our energy, a lot of our energy on the on the high notes, um, you know, trying to make it in tune and uh, and full and you know uh, luscious. But um, it's actually, in my opinion, it's more uh, more difficult to play beautiful uh, middle and lower register tones on the flute because when you uh, when you think about playing a rich tone then you immediately uh, want to blow a lot a lot of air out and when you blow a lot of air out then um, you tend to crack a lot in this particular register um, if you don't have uh, a lot of uh, strength around your uh, around your lip area especially upper lip area so so that's why uh, this is kind of tricky to do so um, I guess uh, uh, if you practice this piece in this uh, in this uh, range, um, then I think um, this would be a very good piece to actually work on that middle to uh, low register um, sound. Um, in the beginning, it says piano, and um, while uh, while it says dynamically uh, piano. Um, I want you to really think of that as uh, more of a vibe than uh, actual dynamic marking uh, because especially with the beginners um, a lot of times when I tell them to play piano they they focus so much on the the volume of the sound so that they lose the quality so I want you to think more about the quality and the vibe of this whole opening uh, rather than the dynamic itself. So you can, I think, um, even think of it as uh, mezzo piano. So, um, um, that would be mezzo piano for me. Um, uh, and also, when you play this piece, um, I want you to also think about the phrasing. So I stopped in the middle of the phrase. I hope you notice that, and I hope you don't do that. Um, you can, uh, of course, breathe there, but even if you breathe there, um, I want you to carry the whole phrase until, uh, until the fifth measure. Um, so it'll sound something like that and I'll try not to breathe uh, in the middle. Something like that. Um, another thing I want you to think about is whenever you uh, begin any note really, but especially um, long notes, like the first note we have here, um, try to put vibrato from the very beginning um, instead of, instead of, I, right now I'm demonstrating no vibrato to gradual vibrato. Um, that works uh, sometimes for example, when you have to maybe hold a long note in the middle of a phrase and you want to give some kind of variety because this sounds boring if 
if that long note has same vibrato from the beginning to the end, which lasts, I don't know, two measures or something like that. But in this case, this is an opening of a piece, and I want uh, there to be a very rich and um, very uh, uh, strong presence in the note from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, now, in the sixth measure, you'll see mezzo forte. Um, yeah, so mezzo forte is good, but I, I want you to make sure that there should be some kind of a gradual dynamic change instead of piano to suddenly mezzo forte. And uh, again, uh, in other words, I want you to think about the whole phrase. to also talk about in this piece is tonguing. Um, whenever uh, you see detached notes, you tend to, for example, in the major, major 39, uh, where I just stopped, for example, there we have G, G, F sharp. If you were to play that normally with just normal tonguing, it'll sound something like again, it cracks if you are not careful. See, I don't want it to sound too punctuated. Um, again, I want you to think about the bigger flow, bigger phrase. So even if you need to tongue and um, and distinguish each note from 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 another, um, the tonguing should be very soft. So I I do more kind of a D syllable, do do do. So it's uh, the tongue, the tip of your tongue is touching almost in, in between your front teeth and the ceiling of your mouth. I, I, I hope that makes sense. alphabet we really don't have this sound um, but it's it's some it's it's closer to D duh, 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 but not quite D it's I guess something between D and R so you you uh, you want your tip of your tongue to be a little bit a little bit more towards the ceiling than when you were to pronounce the sound and of course your tongue uh, tip of your tongue uh, uh, should be more rolled, rolled towards your ceiling than when you were, uh, when you were to pronounce "de." Um, so that's the kind of tonguing that I would use throughout the piece because you don't want to have any kind of 
harsh uh, tonguing for for this piece since this is a very flowy and uh, uh, somber piece even when you see tenuto markings for example in measure 58 and uh, 60 or 68 same thing In that case, I would actually punctuate these, I would actually um, do these tenutos more with the air rather than the actual tonguing. So you want to give a little bit of a, I guess, pulse with your um, air pressure from, from your diaphragm. Again, I want you to think about the phrase so that it doesn't sound like a soldier playing. You know, not something like that. Something like that. I didn't, uh, I didn't breathe enough in the beginning. Uh, before I started playing. Uh, that's why. But anyhow, uh, uh, so that's the main idea. So um, in terms of tonguing, use softer tonguing, but, but still something that you can distinguish each note um, uh, clearly. And second of all, uh, think about longer phrasing. And in terms of octave, I think this uh, virtualsheetmusic.com version uh, is good. Um, uh, unless you want to play octave higher and show off your um, uh, high register. Uh, so, yeah, so I think uh, that's, uh, that'll be the brief, uh, very brief um, uh, introduction and a little bit of uh, explanation on how to play this uh, Largo by Handel. And I hope uh, you uh, you have a, an occasion to play this piece since uh, it's a very versatile piece to play uh, for uh, many different occasions like weddings or uh, church events or even some uh, home gatherings. So, so I hope you uh, enjoyed this uh, video. I hope it was helpful um, and I hope you have a great August. And um, I'll see you uh, next month in September. <laughs> <laughs>